0: Iron Jungle podcast is raw, it's real, it has zero gimmicks, zero bullshit, and absolutely zero fucks to
1: give. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. This is real, no bullshit, no holds barred, wide fucking open podcast.
0: We've been at this far too long to be fucking around. This is the jungle. Where anything goes, no holds barred. We're going to be talking
1: about the real shit, how to succeed. In a world where you have goals, but there's so much misinformation and bullshit trying to sell you something, this is the Informative Podcast, and there's no hold behind the jungle. The question is, are you
0: ready? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back inside the Iron Jungle. Buckeye. This week's episode is actually going to be a topic that's been in the news lately, like the big media, um, in terms of of how we how we approach people, obese people, overweight people, let's call it what it is, Drew, fat people, especially here in America, um, and, and how it's become such a delicate fucking situation. And we can we'll, we'll kind of dive into a lot of different things that we've seen in the media now. Some of the things that big companies, big clothing companies, and big sort of CPG companies have done to also welcome. Full figured people, we'll we'll put that politically correct for the time being. as although we will not be fully politically correct this the entire episode because I think there needs to be a come to Jesus talk with this situation because it's it's come to the point, Drew, where it's just kind of getting like stupid out of hand where it's costing people like you and I who bust our ass in the gym, make sure that we live a healthy lifestyle. It's costing us extra like exponentially more money out of our paychecks to pay for their shit.
1: I'm gonna start with the episode of the bang. Fuck your fit shaming. Fuck your body acceptance. Fuck your fat ass. Now, with that being said, I set it off with a bang here. Here's the thing, I have no problem whatsoever with anybody wanting to live their life however they choose. Right. I understand completely that not everybody lives the fucking gym, not everybody competes, not everybody has, quote unquote, as much time as some of us to have like that vanity time to work on like the fine tuning of your physique. But still, that's not a fucking excuse, that's not an out, okay? I'm not telling you everybody has to be a fucking shredded bodybuilder. That's not the fucking point of this episode. I'm not saying everybody should be fucking lean year round. I'm not lean around. You know, I have off-season where me being off-season, not to be an arrogant fuck, is probably leaner than most people when they're lean. But the first thing I'm going to lead this off of, and disclaimer here, a huge fucking shout-out, a few key people that actually come to mind when I say this exact thing. Um, he follows our podcast, Relipsy, on IG. His name is Poro. He's a really good dude from South Florida. He used to be a very, very, very big boy. I'm talking like 300, 400, like massive – Plus P. pounds, And he's had an amazing weight loss journey because you know what? The key is is that when you have something like that, I'd never hate on somebody for being overweight or big. I'd never no. hate on somebody make fun of them at the gym for being out of, out of shape or way overweight. Or if I see somebody out in public, I don't give a fuck. I, that's not me. The only time to kick this episode off that I have a fucking problem with it is when you go out of your way to make – any that I don't really care, fuck y'all, is if you start doing quote unquote the fish aiming thing, like, oh, that's not healthy to be that lean, or oh, like you talk about the gym being uh, like, a, like a habit or like um, I guess an obsession. An addiction. Person, a healthy habit, yeah, yeah. like an addiction. So, to kick this off, we'll dive more into that, but huge fucking shout out and disclaiming this right now. there's some people that have been overweight that have done huge, amazing steps of amazing fucking journeys. This episode's not about these people. Yeah. This isn't being arrogant fuck saying everybody should be fucking lean, fuck you if you're not. It's about a social I guess shift interestingly for everybody it goes hand in hand participation trophies fucking delicate ass snowflakes everybody's fucking special you can't hurt anybody's fucking feelings and how people may look and you know make people feel bad about them it's like oh he's too lean he's in shape i feel bad about myself because i'm not that's the part i have a fucking problem with. yeah
0: i mean there's a lot of issues with this whole situation that i have I have a big problem with the one uh, for me i used to be fat man i mean i was like a 240 pound 14 year old kid that's fucking ridiculous right and like I didn't make a change in my life until I realized that what I saw in the mirror, I fucking hated. I hated. Now that's not to say if you look in the mirror and you're okay with what you see, that's fine. But at the end of the day, to if somebody is like morbidly obese, extremely large, and people are encouraging them to keep living that type of lifestyle, you're killing that fucking person every single day. You are killing that motherfucking person because it's not healthy to live that way. Just as it's not healthy to be on be stage weight and stage lean year round because it's not. It is definitely not healthy to be that much overweight year-round. And to the point where, like, they continue to eat McDonald's and Snicker bars and smoke and all, this, all these unhealthy habits. And the thing, Drew, that I hear some people is like, well, everybody's going to die someday, so I might as well live my life. That's kind of an ignorant fucking statement, too, at the same time. Because it's not just you and your life. Like, there are people around these individuals in which your life is impacting. I mean, most people have somebody in their family, have children, have significant others, whatever. You should really take care of yourself, and within general society, I just want to bring up, like, Bill Burr, I, I believe is what his name is. He, he, he did a whole segment on how we, as a society, we shame smokers. We make smokers go outside 15 fucking feet away from a building to light up a cigarette. I'm all for that. I'm good for that, but that is, like, the definition of shaming a smoker, like, shame on you for smoking, but we're okay with people walking around 120 pounds overweight, and we can't say
1: a fucking thing? We can, I mean— a bit. I'll be a prick about that. I don't want you fucking smoking near me. I don't like how it smells. It just pisses me off. I'm to knock it the fuck off. The, the Very clear. If I actually I, – I opened the episode. I went and physically checked on IG. Alex, huge fucking shout out to you. Uh, this boy was a 480 fucking pounds. He had to weigh himself on a – freight pallet at a shipping place to see how much he actually fucking weighed. He's down at 210 pounds. So Alex, I know you're listening, bro. Shout out to you. This episode is not about people like you. It's about the opposite. People like you that make a fucking change in their life and make a positive difference. You are a rock star, my man. And now, with that being said, this is exactly it. People have this interesting chasm where, like, exactly, you shame people for quote-unquote smoking is deemed unhealthy, but people don't recognize the elephant in the room where people arguably are—not arguably— Killing themselves because they're so overweight. They don't take any account into their overall health, their heart, their circulatory, their um, blood glucose levels for the type two diabetes onset things. And the part it it doesn't just stop with just that. It it seeps into people around them, whether it be their kids, whether it be uh, the rest of their family members, because you know you tend to reflect what other people around you are. I'm just telling you one thing now, and I get this too, um, is it's kind of turning into a fat-shaming episode here. But the part two is it's really hard to make a positive change if you want to start working out, start making better choices, start being healthy. If everybody in your fucking immediate circle is has bad choices like oh I, yeah I'm, I'm gonna watch what i eat tonight oh come on come on come on we're all going out for wings we're all going out for, for pizza night come on we're having we're having ice cream after or hey come on watch the game and you have a smorgasbord of bad food and I was like, yeah, that's like it's fine it's a social thing where i get that it can be really hard with what drinking or you know a lot of a lot of food things like that and that's fine that's part of social life but it can be really hard to instigate that change i know for a fact you know too even living the lifestyle we kind of live where it's on autopilot for us it gets tough you know it sucks okay we're going to buffalo wild wings I'm like okay i'm in prep i can't fucking eat anything but even like on a general database it can be really hard to implement those changes if you don't have that positive support because here's the other part where we kick this off with is that a lot of times um the support system can make Or break that. If you have people – like if you're out of shape like that and you want to make a fucking change but people around you don't. They think it's going to be too fucking hard to go to the gym. They think it's going to be too fucking hard to do cardio. They think it's too fucking hard to start eating right. They're going to discourage you because you're making them feel like a piece of shit mm-hmm. because people get fucking uncomfortable when you do things or have the dedication or the willpower to start making a positive change to improve yourself. I've said that before. I'll say fucking again. That's a recurring theme in this episode. You're going to make people uncomfortable when you make a positive change. You mentioned support group, and what I find is super interesting about the people that,
0: that their support group encourages their life choices, which leads them to be, in this case, they just obese. But as soon as they go in and they're diagnosed with diabetes – or something, um, you know, diabetes is one of the, the, the leading causes of death in this country. Now the support system stands up and says, we're here to help you. Where the fuck were you two, four, two to four years ago when I was making these bad choices that led me down this road? Like, we always make, we always decide to come through or try to come through when it's too late. And that happens where you visit a doctor and the doctor says, you have cancer, you have diabetes. Now you decide to make a lifestyle change? I mean, to me, it's, that, that's the biggest issue in, in our country. We, uh, it's supposed to be preventative medicine, and it's not. We just, like, People just go, go, go until it's too late, and now it's sort of like, how do we, how do we fix what's already broken? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying we go out and we make fun of people who are fat, because I don't think, I think, you know, in that whole, that whole Bill, Bill Maurer, sorry, not Bill Burr, Bill Maurer um, and James Corden thing that went on, James Corden said bullying is only going to make the problem worse. He's probably right. Bullying mm-hmm. people and making fun of people for being overweight probably will make the problem worse. But you should not encourage them. You should not have to say, like, uh, you know, fat is beautiful. I'm not, you know, to me, I'm not on that train. I don't think that's the case. Now, there are some men and women who might be a little bit larger and they look great, and that's fine. And you have companies like Dove out there doing like larger size or plus size women advertisements. That's fine. You can still be healthy, have good blood pressure, have good lipid profiles and stuff, being a little bit overweight. But the ones that are just like crazy overweight, like, how do we, we need to help them? And we're not doing them any service by encouraging them to keep making the same life choices. We need to sit down and not make fun of them. But literally, offer a helping hand where we can. Especially if you're in a support group and you know somebody is overweight, you need to step up. And it might be an uncomfortable conversation. And by it might be, it's going to be an unfucking comfortable conversation.
1: Yeah. But do
0: you want your really friend here. to be around? Do you want your friend to be around in another five years? Yeah. That's a question you to ask yourself.
1: All right, we're, we're going to dive off the deep end here. We've got vanilla gorilla philosophy on the fucking day. This is an observation, and most times people like, oh, no shit. Past forward even, say, 15, 20 years ago. Obviously, there was a rising problem with obesity, people being overweight. Um, <clears throat> people like to pull data from, like, oh, the average size of a man in 1940s compared to 1999 or whatever it may be it's interesting interesting. I remember growing up that um, a lot of times you know there was this backlash where people that you would now consider like you know fit in shape normal quote unquote fucking body weight like And not like normal for like today's standard, but in normal, you know, you say you have like, you know, like a fit guy or if it's like a fit woman, you know, she, she works out kind of regularly, you know, she's like, once again, I know somebody's fucking pissed this, I don't care, whatever. Say she's like five, six, 140, 550 pounds, right? She works out, she looks, you know, like, like healthy. Right. And then you'd have all this fucking backlash of like the models in the day. Remember this shit? You'd have like people that were normal then like, oh, yeah. the, the models, they, they make women who, which is tend to be hit harder than this traditionally. But I will fucking argue to the end of the day, the men have this problem as well, 100%. that you have all these unhealthy sticks of women like models for like you know whatever it is like you know fashion or victoria's secret and they're twigs there's nothing to them and you have girls little girls growing up seeing this thinking they feel like pieces of shit because they're quote-unquote fat those models are 80 fucking pounds you have girls that are 120 pounds in like you know say the fifth or sixth grade one i, I don't my head don't know like the age for weight category off the top right. of my head or say this you know an average female she's 135 pounds and you know, five, 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 six, whatever. Not the girl that works out. And she feels like a fat fuck because you have somebody that's like anorexic to death. And now that shifted where that person that quote unquote was, um, you know, considered like stick to any would be like, okay, fuck that. They're just anorexic. They're labeled, you know, what it is, bulimic anorexia. And then you have like you know a person on the other end of the spectrum that's incredibly fit, that's, you know, like, say, for example, I may or may not have a wife that's 5'3", competes a women's figure. And on the other hand, that's the other end of the spectrum. Like, oh my God, she's fucking gross, she's muscular, her arms are too big, at the fucking Yankees game on Friday night. I said, God, you are standing there with this girl, like, dipshit, like, three feet away with her boyfriend. She looks her, like, look at her arms, that's gross. And she just turned and, like, laughed at her, and said like, oh shit, like, she didn't realize how loud she said it, but it's that type of shit. Like, at the same time, it as a compliment, but it's a perfect example of the that. Poor episode, like fit shaming. Like, first off, like I thought it was really interesting. I'm like, wow, she actually said that you would eat her fucking boyfriend. Mm, yeah. And two, it's like, who the fuck asked you? Like, who cares if her arms are are nice? She has nice biceps. You know, it, it's it's interesting that this actually developed into a thing where people that train and are different or whatever. You know, I can see it back in the day or even now. You have like say. I'm thinking like Jay Cutler or Ronnie, these massive individuals like, oh, God, that's gross. Why would you want to be that big? But now it's even people that aren't even that fucking big. Yeah, people that are just incredibly fit, you know, 160, under 70 pounds, fucking shredded abs, I don't know. And, oh, shame, oh all this. I wish I had a, oh, I have no social life. Or, oh, I wish I lived at a gym. Or, oh, that's unhealthy. That's obsessive. Or, oh, steroids. That's the common one. And he's yeah. in fucking shape these days. Yeah, fucking steroids. <laughs> yep, that, that's all it is, bro. I mean, sure, just take steroids to look just like him. That's not what this episode's about. But it's like, how the fuck did this actually become a thing? You know, yeah. it's it came with fitness becoming more mainstream. You know, mm-hmm. with, with social media, with the supplement industry, with competing becoming you know not just bodybuilding but physique. Right. It's amazing this has evolved, right? That's my kind of brief poof, zoom in the history here from where this has kind of evolved from.
0: It's crazy because uh, to your point, like people and you get you not get it all the time, right? Like I literally just got the refrigerator delivered to my new house here this week, and the and the delivery guy was not fat by any means per se, but bigger, but he does the whole like lap thing, right? Like, hey, bro, can you tell me where the gym is? Like. It's not funny, brother. Yeah, I can tell you where the fucking gym is because I'm there seven days a week. You're welcome because there's people like Drew and I who are driving down healthcare costs in this country because we're healthy. and We don't have to go to the doctor and, and spike those insurance rates. So you should be thanking me, first off, for being this fit. You should be thanking me for all the money I'm putting into the taxes, buying the food that I eat. Like, and that's not to be a dickhead, but at the same time, like we work hard. And yes, is it an addiction? Sure. The gym is de- definitely an addiction for me. But it's a lot better addiction than fucking McDonald's every day for breakfast, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol. My addiction is better than most addictions in the world. Now, can it be unhealthy? Some people say it can be, and it can be. If you're excessive with it and you're doing two, three a days and you're not eating enough and you become super skinny and, and that's where the body image issues come in for people, yes, that can be very unhealthy. But in our case, I think we have a very healthy relationship with our addiction of the iron and with supplements and with food. That a lot of people don't have. So I guess with this episode you have two things. There's fit shaming, like those who aren't in shape making fun of us who are and accusing us of using steroids all the time or whatever it might be. And then there's the other flip of the coin where the people that should really be getting, you know, spoken to are the ones who are out of shape and are the ones who are dying and are the ones who are gonna get sick and leave their families too fucking early and cause you know, spike up healthcare costs and all this other negative stuff that comes and I keep saying that. I do keep saying that because Drew, I'm still shocked that Healthcare companies in our country don't just reimburse 100% for gym memberships if you check in at least 20 times a month. Because their be costs, awesome. cost yeah. would, they would save so much fucking money. They could do some financial model saying, like, if people actually go to the gym, and, you know, then you have, you have those freeload free motherfuckers who just scan their key card and leave and won't go. But, I mean, if you encourage people to, that price isn't going to be a, a barrier to going and working out, there's an opportunity for people to actually live healthier, drive down healthcare costs, not have all these fucking pharmaceutical drugs running through the through our country, and it's just and it's not a political stance, it's like a legit fact. If you were if we were a healthy country and not 80% overweight, we would we would be much better off.
1: I keep thinking of shit back in this conversation. Oh yeah, that's a great point exactly what you said there and then before i move on my next thing with this is that people these days are such in the fucking habit of treating the symptoms rather than treating the fucking problem of things like oh take this metformin for your diabetes or Mm -hmm. take insulin for your type 2 diabetes how about we focus on fixing the fucking dietary intervention wise reducing your body fat and not getting fucking diabetes to begin with or oh i have i have chronic back pain i have chronic neck pain and it's from, you know, like it's like an inactivity type injury. Well, how about you focus on being active, improving yourself right. and through holistic medicine? But i oh, fuck that. We'll just take some hydrocone and I'll be good. But it's amazing to me. And the thing when it comes to fit shaming, I don't give a fuck with your point with the guy. I can say, hey, bro, where's damn, bro, where's the gym? Like, hey, you work out enough. I think you're good. I think you're done. I mean, it, it's funny because like, it's like, fuck like, that. I don't care about that kind of makes me chuckle. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, ah, it's a compliment. I oh, thank you. Um, I was literally just at the mall up the street right now. I was at GNC, and this guy, like, you know, he—I walk in the store. He was like just walking around. And he comes like, bro, what in here? Do you take? I'm like, um, I'm, I'm hmm. literally just here to buy a fucking drink. I don't really use anything in the store, which is really funny. He's like, what? He's like so shocked. He's like this—it's matter of food training. He's like, oh, but 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 what about this? What about this water pill, my brother? Fuck. Okay. I got to go. I got to record a podcast. So here I am. But the thing that does piss me the fuck off, it's annoying as fuck when it comes to – I don't know if it's fit shaming or just people being fucking stupid in general. I don't care if people like a certain product. I don't care if somebody likes fucking C4. I don't care if somebody likes – Whatever it is, it's not considered, quote-unquote, a good supplement. The thing that I can't fucking stand will piss me off more than anything else, and I have a horrible habit of doing this. I'll read comments on social media, whether it be like you know, Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. And it's not about the product itself. It's like if you like have somebody well-meaning, and it's not always in a fitness group. It's always some dumb fuck outside of that circle. You realize you're, you live in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. If you go and you see somebody like, quote-unquote, normal, I don't know exactly where to find this, Happens all the time. If, like, you know, I have a picture of, like, somebody that, like, uh, say, Facebook, your friends, whatever, people that don't work out, like, oh, that, that the protein is going to harm your kidneys, or I don't, I don't use any proteins. So you, you had a post about this today about people that don't take steroids saying, oh, I'm natty, I'm better than you, or oh, I've never taken anything. Like, right. And it's an accusatory thing, and it's superior. That's a different topic. But it's annoying when people say, oh, that like – they see somebody – they don't they don't take protein or creatine, whatever it may be, but they've heard about it. And they, they're natural. They're super fucking soft, and that's nothing – once again, I'm not body-shaming them. It's when they come in like, oh, that, that protein is going to harm your kidneys. Like that protein – that creatine is bad for you. It's a steroid. They're so misinformed, and mm-hmm. they're giving your opinion, which nobody asked for. Right. On a picture about how the supplements are gonna kill them, or oh, it's not healthy to have the muscle mass, or the other one I always hear people pull out of their ass, um, you know, usually toward bodybuilders like myself. I'm like, okay, I don't know why you're fucking arguing with me right now. Like, I fight MMA, like that mass would slow me down. I could kick you in the shin and you'd drop. I'm like, bro, I'll fucking pick you up and slam you, like. I'm not – I don't care. Fuck, man. I didn't ask you. But people, like, you know, if they think that they're, like, that's a different angle, they'll fit shame, like, indirectly, saying, oh, well, those protein shakes must make must make you stupid. Oh, that creatine must make you dumb. Or, oh, all, the, all those steroids must be great. And then they'll Google, like, you know, say, like uh, – I used to say, like, for The Rock, right? You know, the picture of The Rock and then, you know, have like 3,000 people from like fucking India, like, oh, I like, swan, oh, what, the, what the, like, the talk about, what does he eat for fruits, all the vegetables, fruits, 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 vegetables, I'm like, okay, you know, Bob's and Vajin and, you know, all their shit, you know, the same guys, DM and Ryan, and Bob's in Vagine, and Vagine Medj, and, you know, the comments, like, oh, The Rock eats many fruits, or you have some guy who thinks he's a fucking genius, like, test, Tren, clen, T3, Windows, Winstroll, Anabar, they Google steroids, and they put, oh, he must be taking this, like, Bro, like, okay, you just listed six random fucking things, but this is a great episode because I'm fucking ranting and I'm going to try to reel it back in, so that's one thing that annoys me at death. People just, like, they, they have this negative connotation, like, they think anything outside of what they're doing, just normally going to the gym, calories, working out, whatever, protein, creatine, gear, no matter what it is, that doesn't matter. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm natural, I'm doing it the right way, or I don't take any of that, so therefore, like, oh, like, none of, you wouldn't look anything like that if you didn't take X, but... I know there's a
0: huge tangent, but I just got fired up on that. So, It's true. It's true. I mean, you and I have the the same philosophy on on that. I mean, just uh, in terms of, like, the fit shaming, I think, becomes more prevalent when you're on prep and when you're going trying to compete because I think that's when people really – because now not only do you look a certain way, now your eating habits and your social habits change too. So, like, that comes in. And then uh, we've talked about this on a prior episode. It's like people don't understand. And then Drew and I have discussed, like – Cut negativity out of your fucking life, right? And, th- and the same thing comes with, with fit shaming. So if people are literally looking at you and, and giving you shit because you go to the gym or you do an hour of cardio or whatever it might be, then fuck those people. Like you don't need those people in your life. Now, on the flip side of that, fat shaming, for instance, if people are shaming you for being fat, fuck those people too because they're, they're rude. But you also, like to, to what I was talking about earlier, it's like you still, if somebody's making fun of you for being fat, that sucks. That's shitty. It's terrible. But what are you going to do about it? Like, I mean, are you, are, you, are you literally comfortable in your own skin? If you are, I guess there's nothing I can say or do to change your fucking mind. But I can't believe, Drew, you can't tell me that people who are overweight that have to look at themselves in the mirror every day are happy with themselves all the time. And, and I'm not saying you and I are happy with ourselves all the time. I guarantee we're not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I've got to imagine when I was a 240-pound, 14-year-old kid, I was fucking miserable. I was being made fun of. And being made fun of sucked as a kid. I can imagine being made fun of as an adult. But I, 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 I got to imagine anybody who's overweight doesn't want to be overweight, right? Like, I mean, I, I got to imagine there are people out there, everybody, like 100% of people who are overweight literally don't want to be overweight. They just maybe don't do a goddamn thing about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll preface this. So you gave that good example there, too. I mean, you're a pudgy, fat college kid. Let's, let's paint the picture what it is. You definitely loved your Wisconsin Badger cheese and beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, they raped Michigan the other day, which is beautiful. That's what we do. Fuck all y'all in the Big Ten except for Nebraska. Um. Anyway, the thing that uh, I'll point here, and uh, if you're still listening and I pissed you off, kudos. Yeah. I come from a place of fucking knowing this firsthand. I haven't always been, you know, fucking a walking gorilla. Okay, I was 165 fucking pounds in the third grade. Okay, I've been in that path. I have lived that fucking life, where in that case you do fucking get made fun of two four seven because you mm-hmm. were fat. Fucking kid, and kids are fucking assholes. Anybody listening, your kid's a fucking asshole. Rude as fuck. Well, Damn. they probably are. You just don't know. Not sweet Timmy. I mean, I had the superintendent's fucking son in my class. My little dickhead made fun of me all the time. I never got. He never got in trouble. I did for slamming him in the wall. So I guess you know, you always catch a second guy or the kid that's bleeding. You know. Right. But the thing is, I have lived that life. I understand it. I'm not just somebody coming from an outside perspective. Like, oh, everybody should be in shape. I fucking get it it took effort it took a lifestyle change it took healthier decisions on my part as well as admittedly you know of course people around me my that took care of me and fed me my parents like hey okay, let's have chicken and vegetables and some healthier things instead of having pizza for supper or hey maybe in the third grade you don't need to have two cheeseburgers only pickle 20 nuggets and a supersized fry and a drink you twice, got that twice a week. I Drew, it seems like
0: you had that memorized, bro. It seems like you had exactly. that down pretty
1: pat. exactly spas. what I would eat as a third grade kid. I would have two cheeseburgers with only pickle, 20 chicken nuggets, a supersized fry, and a supersized drink. Let's go. I eat all of that shit, okay? So I know that life, and I'm not just being a dickhead here. I'm not telling you, you can do it too, but you fucking can. It just takes a willpower, and I understand the most frustrating part. And everybody's new at some point, whether it be bodybuilding, whether it be just getting in fucking shape, you have to start. And you're going to – there's no dumb questions. um, I guess there is. But if you generally don't know, the internet's a great place. There's a lot of people willing to help. You just have to find that good source. But the key is you just got to start. You got to try things on your own. You got to make conscious steps and enforce them. Okay, so we're coming from a place of love here. I mean except for Ryan because he's a fucking midget. But – you know, you have to make steps on your own. You have to like invest in yourself. You have to want to make that change. And I know from experience, Ryan knows from experience, and we're not just you guys sitting here, have been fucking shredded our whole lives, is that it does take effort. It right. does take learning. It does take sacrifice. It does take discipline. It's frustrating. It's fucking slow. And the longer you're in it, the more you don't have to think about it, the more easy it becomes to just fucking stick with it mm. and slow progress is better than no progress but i can guarantee to you you starting it and doing it for three days you're three fucking days ahead of that person that didn't fucking start yeah okay you're absolutely right i mean for me too like I, it
0: may come off in this episode that i'm a dick and i don't like Oh, people were overweight. That's not true at all. Like, we, uh, we just ran that eight-week transformation challenge over at our platform. And some of the pictures that we, people are already posting in terms of their transformation, I mean, majority of the people that entered, like, their, their goal was weight loss. And they were overweight. But they, they stuck to it for eight weeks. Some people lost 30 pounds you know, in eight weeks, which is crazy. And, and there, you can definitely tell a transformation between That shit makes me fucking happy. That's why we, Drew and I, do the shit that we do. That's why Drew takes on clients. That's why he formulates really nice supplements that people can use to supplement their whole foods diets. That's why I encourage people and try to help people out every single day because that shit is powerful because that person is making a positive change in their life because they want to. yes. It took a little bit of motivation. It took a $10,000 pot of supplements to get them off there, you know, to get them in to do it, but I don't care. If they did it, that's great. So, I mean, if you are somebody out there that might find themselves overweight and you just need a little bit of motivation, like, find that motivation. It exists somewhere. Because, I I mean, and that might even just be standing up and looking at yourself in the mirror and and, and looking at your family circle and be like, how long do I want to be around for these people and how much do they care about me? Because I guarantee they definitely do. Not to get cheesy or, or weird. But, I mean, I guarantee your family cares about you and they want you around forever and they want you to make the right choices even though they themselves may not be educated or informed on what those right choices are. But when you recognize that you have a problem or you recognize that something doesn't appear correct with you or maybe you're not happy, we've said before, yeah. fucking change it. I mean, that, the, the only person that can change it is you. There, nobody's nobody's going to do it for you. Here's one thing. I, I, I want to have a –
1: helpful part of this episode we've done a good rant and so the idea behind this episode case you've missed the fucking point is that fuck fat acceptance fuck fit shaming okay the thing is everybody's on the same fucking planet if you want to make fun of fit people i I really don't give a shit i really don't you're not gonna hurt my feelings most people don't give a fuck it's just annoying and like okay it's really hard to bite your tongue and like okay so you're making fun of me for being in shape and you're 400 fucking pounds and the thing is you're usually not going to see the overweight people fit shaming it's like Kind of like the salty, average dad bod looking motherfuckers that yeah. usually have an issue. Like I'd be fucking stacked too, and they're like, you know, balls deep after just banging the couch cushions for the third time today with covered in fucking hot Cheetos. But on a positive note, and a serious note, I do want to help people out here. So if you are somebody that needs to make a lifestyle change, being overweight, wanting to do things. My tips for you here, and Ryan, feel free to chip in, is that it all has to start somewhere. If you want to truly make a difference, improve how you look, you know, to start by doing some research, start by putting in some solid concrete steps like, hey, I'm only going to eat out, say, maybe twice a week from now on instead of like five times a week. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to start drinking more water and cut out soda. Or I'm going to reduce the amount of soda I'm drinking or switch to diet, so on and so forth. Or, okay, I'm not going to eat. Say processed snacks. I'm gonna have fruit or vegetables. All these little things add up. You can fine tune as you go, and you can find things to course make your progress going faster. But the key is you just gotta start. On the other side of that, if you know somebody that is overweight or wants to course you improve their body. Be a good support system. Like, I swear to God, I'm not just tooting my own horn or Ryan's own horn here, but exactly what we said in Transformation Challenge, see people making these big changes. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to like heart the fuck out of those yeah. things on Facebook and Instagram. I love seeing that. I love people fucking improving themselves. I like seeing people fucking win. Mm. I'm not a jealous person. I want to help other people, um, you know, be a badass. And then, of course, you know, when I do something cool, I like it when people tell me I did a great fucking job. Right. The world would be a better place if everybody's on the same fucking team, encouraging people to be better i don't want to see anybody be fat um i don't want to see anybody you know, have health issues i don't want to see anybody fucking quote unquote lose so if you know somebody that wants to make a difference is eager maybe once again like the i gave the guy gnc a hard time I'm like bro fuck i gotta go same time i gave him a helpful outlet Like hey <clears throat> check out the made barbell brigade on facebook you can follow me on ig if you have questions feel free to message me i'll be happy to help you out and of course, you know, men's and I do do nutrition coaching, and that's something you'll consider as well. We can talk about that later. But you give him some some positive starting points rather than no, 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 bro. I'll just eat better. Like that kind of helps, but that doesn't fucking help. Like he was as clueless as when he asked you a question. Right. So the thing is, if you can, you get the opportunity, or even if you see somebody, I'm notorious for this, people think I'm fucking weird because I don't talk to anybody at the gym, but then once in a while I'll see like, I've done this, you know, somebody that's like overweight and like working out hard, I'll fucking walk by bump like, yeah, man. Keep fucking crushing it, yo. Good day at the gym. And it's like, you know, it's like, hey, man, like, I see you. I see you working. It's like bump them, Like, give him a fist bump. Like, keep that shit up, man. Good workout, bro. You're getting it. You're getting it. And just carry about your day. You don't have to fucking tell them your life story. You don't have to ask what their goals are. Just encourage that shit. Yeah. Super simple. You know what that does to somebody's confidence? 100%. I got a buddy, Jamie, at my
0: gym. The dude was, uh, he's probably 70 pounds ago. But you you start to notice, I didn't know the guy, didn't know him at all, but every time I came in, I saw how hard he was working, and I started seeing his body change, and when you're that person who sees your body every day, you don't see these changes like the rest of us do. So, you know, random guy, never met him before in my life, every time I got a chance, I go up to him and say, you're working hard, keep it going. Dude lost like 50 pounds, looks great, now he's a personal trainer himself, because he fell in love with it. So, um, you know, if you are, to Drew's point, if you're one of those people who are overweight, like, you know, looking on the internet is obviously a good start. It also is a very scary area, too, because there's a lot of bad information on that plate. Uh, but to his point, I think my biggest advice is look at your current, just your current intake in terms of your diet. Right, If you're drinking, to Drew's point, maybe you're drinking a Mountain Dew a day, or two Mountain Dews a day. Cut that down to one a day. Don't cut it all completely right away. Take your time because if you cut everything completely, you're going to become – you're just going to get pissed off. That's why any good trainer who does a nutrition plan for you, like if you go to Drew and you, you're drinking a case of Mountain Dew a week, he's probably not going to say stop drinking all of it. He'll probably tell you to cut it in, you know, down by 60%. And eventually he wants you to cut it all or maybe a soda here and there, because it's not going to kill you, but you don't need to be drinking a whole case a week. So um, just start looking at some of the bad habits that you potentially have and just start changing them by cutting things out here and there, little by little. Obviously, you can take a step to, to get a gym membership or exercise. You can start doing stuff at home. Go for a fucking walk. I mean, if it's nice outside, just go for a walk around the block to start, and then maybe two blocks, and then maybe a half mile, whatever it might be. Little baby steps will go a long way, because what Drew said, if you're doing that, somebody else is not, and they're just chilling, so you're already steps ahead of them. Um, your support system is interesting because, to Drew's point earlier, a lot of times your support system is a lot like you. So if your friends, your closest friends are also overweight, uh, it's tough maybe to have that support system because maybe nobody there really recognizes it or wants to make a change. So maybe c- collaboratively come together and do like a group challenge. Like challenge each other as a group of friends to do this shit together because having that support system whether it's in you know going out to a restaurant, going to a gym, that can be, that, I mean, it's like CrossFit in life. I mean, there's a reason why CrossFit's so goddamn popular because people love that sense of community. Your sense of community is your friends. You rely on them. Like, come together and make it happen. Now, if you are in that support group and you, maybe you're, you're you know, more in shape or maybe live a healthier lifestyle, don't, obviously, don't be rude to your friend. Uh, but you need to have an honest conversation with them. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, accept it. You can't do, do fat acceptance to Drew's point. You can't just be overly nice. About it. Don't have to be a dick. But be honest, because at the end of the day, honesty is what's going to make people actually get up off their couch and make a change. Because mm-hmm. if you keep telling them, hey, as long as you feel good and as long as you're happy, it's okay. Well, chances are they're probably telling you they're happy, and they're really not. All right? Mm-hmm. To my point earlier, if you're, if you're in plus-size clothing all the time and have to buy pants special ordered online because they're so big, like, I get there people like that, and, and I feel bad. But I can also understand, like, they can't be happy. And if they are, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But I just I can't imagine people are super happy having to be that way. I think most people want to be healthy and want to be in shape. So have a, have a straight, honest conversation, a respectable, honest conversation with your friends and let them know how much they mean to you and that you're there to help them get through whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Um, on the flip side of that, if you fit shame people, fuck you. I mean, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but, like, it's just like, why do it? I mean, you're jealous because of what we do? Listen, what we do is not easy. It's it's not – I don't. I didn't get up one day and look like this. I mean, uh, Drew Drew's, like, 13 years younger than me, and he's been clanging and banging for 15 years to look the way that he does. And I've been in the gym, you know, 40 years at this point, it seems like, to look the way that I do. So it's not easy. And to, to, to discredit us for our hard work or accuse us for, you know, we're, we're only here because of drugs, like – it doesn't bother us. It's just ignorant and stupid. So, I mean, <laughs> find, find something else to spend your fucking time on. Maybe yourself or try to find happiness somewhere else in life because obviously you're a very unhappy person and that's just got to be a terrible fucking way to live.
1: Yeah. Let's make a clear distinction here. I mean, I'll fit shame people. I really do. And it's because people deserve it. Not even if it's classified as fit shaming, I guess. Like, I you bu- fucked that up. But it's like when you see people, they're just, just shit bags in general. Like, and I'm talking the, the, the dumb fuck where it's not quite – fitness in terms of the thought pocket to see on IG posts and follow me for workout plans, follow me for this and you look at like say the collage of like nine pictures and seven out of the nine are pictures of their ass with like the the new horse pose or the booty on the sink that has nothing to fucking do with working out or you have the tool bag fucking guys that you know they're once again I'm calling y'all out I don't give a fuck and you're like 170 160 fucking pounds covered head don't gym shark shit fucking flexing over in the corner I'm like hey (laughs) it's really hard to not fucking make fun of you the only time i care about that is if like you know they come at you like yeah look my steroids was fucking great and i'm like shut the fuck up like right. you're an idiot same time if uh, the flip side of that if you know you have uh, the, the thought podcasts don't count but say you have somebody that's smaller getting into it i'm like bro hey you're starting. You're gonna get bigger. You're gonna. T- it's gonna fucking take time. I love the hunger. I love the investment. I love that you're buying into lifestyle. So a very clear line, very clean line. There is a big difference between you know hating on somebody for fucking working out versus I think calling somebody a douchebag because they need to just calm the fuck down versus like hey acknowledging that hey you know even if somebody's not out of out of um, shape quote unquote necessarily but they're not like to your level, even then go out of your way and encourage us to have people. Because at the same point, you know, we're all started somewhere. None of us were born looking like, you know, a fucking walking eight-pack. You know, like there's certain people are genetically blessed. This is a different thing. So in general, just don't be a fucking asshole in general. If somebody means well, then support those people. If somebody's a fucking prick, well then fuck them. We'll just have them have Ben send them nudes. Is what is. But That's my main point with that, man.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm going to end the episode on just a little factual data here coming back to diabetes. Obviously, diabetes can be genetic, but it's primarily due to obesity. Um, And then this is like a little bit dead data, but like in 2016, 1.6 million people in this country died of diabetes. Now, it's not just death that diabetes impacts, right? It can cause blindness, liver failure, amputation. There's a lot of negative shit that comes with it. Again, the leading cause of diabetes, at least here, is obesity. So... Take care of yourselves, people. Like, we, don't need, we don't need population control that badly where two million people are falling off the planet every year because you fucking eat like shit. Okay? If you eat like an asshole, you're probably going to have an asshole type of life. So take care of yourself. Make sure you have a good support system around you. Follow the right path if you need help. Obviously, Drew and I are gonna help all the time, and we get free advice all the time. We could be charging for this shit, we don't want to because we want to see people succeed. And so what Drew said, we love it when we fucking see people win. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's why we do what we do. It's a lot of fun.